0: This is First Nature on the Rising Man Podcast. Good day to you, Rising Man family. This is Sean Barry, your host, coming at you with another episode of First Nature right here on the Rising Man Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in we're gonna drop into a little uh, conversation about winter solstice it is here and uh, I've been traveling cross country I'm actually gonna share on location from Indiana where my family is and um, took a walk out into a local forest here a little uh, preserve and uh, I had a beautiful walk as the uh, Sun went down and it got colder and I um, Yeah, it got so cold that my lips were getting a little stiff. So if I I mumble and uh, hiccup a little bit on uh, this podcast, my apologies. But um, that's that's what happens when you do things in context, I guess. So I hope you get something out of it. And uh, like I always like to mention, um, you know, if you're a man and uh, you're looking for a channel, a path, a opportunity some exposure to discover more about your potential and understanding more fully about who you are and growing into that full man that you envision yourself to be, then you must do yourself a favor, give yourself a uh, early holiday gift and head on over to risingman.org and check out the programs there. Uh, There's something for everyone. And, um, you know, what you're really going to find is a community of men. Over a hundred men now, and, uh, and their sole goal is to discover and engage each other and themselves to help each other be the best they can be. That's it. It's so simple. It's one of the most open, uh, curious, and uh, uh, you know, authentic, vulnerable groups of men that I've had the, the privilege to to help start and be around. So I can't encourage you enough to just check it out. And uh, if you're looking for something to get into right away, there's a um, fire circles. Those are pretty pretty soft landing opportunities where uh, you'll just uh, get put into a group of men who are meeting uh, bi-weekly on a Zoom call or a video call and, uh, and just doing the work, you know, showing up, talking about your experience, getting support, feedback, ideas and uh, listening to others' men and and sharing what you're hearing in their story. And and that's how we do it. We just, we help each other grow by bringing our hearts and our intention to each other for each other. That's that's the crux of it. If you wanna take off a bigger bite, then you can uh, take a look at Compass, which is our four day, four nights, solo rite of passage fast in in the wilderness. That happens a couple times a year. Our next one's gonna be uh, not too soon after the new year, or not too long after the new year starts. I think it's in March in Texas. Uh, we only keep uh, groups open to a, a number of 10, so uh, they fill up, and if you wanna jump in, I really encourage you to go check out that program, read through the landing page, and um, and sign up. It's a really great opportunity to initiate yourself into the rest of your life. I also believe there's a dojo session coming up that's with Jetty Azuma, the man himself, Uh, That's a really powerful, long weekend where you're in context, uh, deeply immersed into a container where you get to challenge yourself, face yourself, and support other men as as they challenge themselves and face themselves, discovering their true leadership capability, discovering your own true leadership capability. And that doesn't mean you have to go out there and and lead the world, um, but it can mean leading yourself or leading your family. Or leading, uh, you know, at your work, whatever that looks like for you, dojo is a really powerful, strong, and uh, fast, efficient way to get insights onto where you're, you know, where you need the work. That's one way to say it. So, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Greetings from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Happy winter solstice. I'm walking through a woods preserve called Bicentennial Park here, just outside of Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm home visiting family. It is winter. Solstice is approaching, if, if it's not here already, when you listen to this. And I wanted to share a little bit about uh, some ways to hold solstice, some ways to think about solstice to again, to keep us in harmony and in sync with what our planet is doing. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get started, I just want to invite you if you're outside, even if you're driving or sitting inside somewhere, look out a window or just notice some nature somewhere. Even if if it's just the sky and some clouds, or a a potted plant or grass growing through the crack of a sidewalk, and just uh, take that moment. Take a breath, (sighs) think about your senses, tune into your listening, sense of smell, whatever taste you can detect if you take a breath in through your mouth. Just noticing any sensations with the temperature, the air around you, clothes hanging off your body, feeling it on your skin, just uh, the general condition of your body, moving that attention around that we have. Just finishing with our visual, our eyesight, this amazing, powerful gift we have of vision, and just noticing what's around you right here, right now. And holding all that present. One more breath, and be here now, as we talk about winter solstice. So, we'll move for the, from the gross and obvious down to the uh, the micro and subjective. So, winter solstice. That's a thing because of the way our planet is hanging out in space. That's why winter solstice exists. As you may or may not know, our our planet is tilted on this axis. It doesn't run straight up and down in space, the way you would see on the globe a picture book. Actually, a lot of globes have the, uh, the planet tipped, which it should. But yeah, we're tipped about 23 degrees and a half on our axis. And so as the planet makes its way around the sun, there are two points on that elliptical cycle where we are, the northern hemisphere anyways, if you're in the northern hemisphere, where the northern hemisphere is either tipped towards the sun which is called summer solstice. Or now, six months later, when uh, we are on the other side of the sun and the northern hemisphere because of the way that that 23 and a half degree tilt happens, we are pointed or tilted away from the sun. So visually, what that looks like is you'll notice that the sun rises a lot later in the mornings than it does in the summer, and it sets a lot earlier than it does in the evenings and summer. And around noon, you'll notice that the sun is not very high up in the sky off of the horizon. And that's literally because we're tipped back away from it. So less light, less heat. Uh, definitely less heat. It's cold just above freezing here (laughs) and this little brisk walk I'm taking and that's what's happening out there in outer space um, which we are where we are we are literally standing on the surface of a planet hurtling through space that's amazing I always like to think about that because it really helps orient me to the magic and amazingness of of life how is it that we can just be walking around on the surface of a planet, and at its at its worst, it's you know it's still livable. Thank goodness we've been able to develop our technologies and abilities to cope with the um, the differences that happen through our seasons and areas on the planet. But it's amazing. This planet is really amazing. Life is amazing, and winter solstice is a time when uh, again. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, we're talking about Northern Hemisphere. Winter solstice is happening right now, late December. And because we are tilted back and we have little light and little sun, uh, everything has kind of finished its cycle for the year, right? So plants have died back, all the the leaves have fallen off the trees, if they're deciduous trees. Um, A lot of animals have taken to digging burrows or finding places to get out of the cold weather and having limited motion, limited activity or full on hibernating, going into sort of a extended torpor where they're using very, very few calories because they're just, you know, they're not out and about. They're literally sleeping off winter. It's a time of retraction. It's a time of pulling back. And uh, right now I'm still just speaking physically. You can just see that around you if you're outside. Everything is pulled back gone into itself the trees are not cycling as much water if any at all up through their trunks into their branches their roots have dug a little deeper to try to find some warm soil to protect themselves so it's the height of a moment and Celestially, it lasts about three days, roughly. Right, so <clears throat> solstice, the sun will rise. It'll go across the southern hemis, the southern part of the sky, relative to where you are. And for the uh, three days, of, you know, there's a solstice where it's the shortest day. But then for the two days after that, the, the sun does not really seem to get any higher in the sky. It actually seems to stall out as if it's never gonna get higher in the sky again, which gives rise to the word solstice, which in Latin basically means sol, sun, stis, still, the sun is still. And they're referring to the three days where it, it doesn't look like the sun, the sun goes any higher on the horizon at midday. then on the fourth day visibly if you're paying attention that kind of thing it actually does it goes just a little bit higher in the sky at midday and uh we call this the launch of winter this is winter time so we've been tracking the solstices and equinoxes here on the first nature channel this year and if you remember in the, uh, if you caught the summer solstice one, we talked about how when we were on the other side of the sun, on our journey around the sun, six months ago, the northern hemisphere was tipped towards the sun. And I was referring to that as it's like the planet's bowing to the sun. And with all the flowers and births and uh, leaves and everything growing and bursting forth from spring coming into its fullness in summer. It's a great flourishing. It, it's like this uh, this respectful uh, bringing out your best clothes right when someone of honor is nearby. So it's like the earth tips and bows towards the sun. Um, everything's on full display for the sun to enjoy, to see the, the, uh, the fruits of its gift. And then uh, if you've ever put on a big event, you'll know that that's a lot of work, getting everything in place, getting everything in order, putting everything, uh, you know, the presentation must be perfect. And then the event happens all summer, the party goes on, and then it's time for the guests to go home, and everything needs to be taken care of, put away in its proper place. And that's where we are now. We've tipped away from the sun, and we're putting everything away for the year. We've harvested all the foods, right? So, you know, obviously we're moving food around a lot from north to south hemispheres across the equator. So we don't really experience that much of a bump in our food supply from summer to winter. But back before we had all that amazing ability to move food around, um, we would hope, we would have hoped by now at this point of the year that our harvest was good. And that we were blessed with good rains and good weather to have a, a, a bumper yield, and whatever we were hunting and foraging and and farming at certain points, so that we could live off it. Because this was a time where we would have to basically uh, live off of our work, and hope that it goes gets us through the winter. This is about to be a this is about to be a lean time, right? And to begin think about the human, the human journey and the you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years that we've been on this cycle with the planet, beholden to it, part of it, in sync with it, knowing that this time of year is coming, knowing that we wanted to work hard in the summer and to tend to the things that we're going to produce and to be uh, you know, committed, responsible, disciplined, to attending all those things that we knew we had to attend because this time was going to come so one way to think about winter solstice is uh, discipline and responsibility they're still going to be necessary but just in a different way whereas they were important to be out there in summer um, tending to the gardens you know hunting, foraging, doing all these things where we have to go out there and, and uh, you know, do it, do it, do it, do it. Now, it's the responsibility and discipline of conservation. Right? Practicing slowness, practicing stillness, uh, practicing fru- frugalness. It's hard, you know, it's like in the summertime, you can just run out in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and, and do things. In the winter, before you go outside, you gotta, you know, put some warm clothes on, you gotta get your jacket on, your car has to warm up. It's, you know, it takes a lot more time, a lot more energy and effort to actually go out and do things in in this kind of weather. And so there's a conservation ethic that's good to think about that is part of the response to this time. How are you managing your energy? And is it in harmony with the way that the rest of life in the world is managing as energy. Yes, we all have jobs. Yes, our children and our families still need our undivided attention. Uh, Yes, we are. uh, We have technology and capability to do things year round if we want to. So it's not about whether it's right or wrong to do. It's more about just checking in with yourself. Where are you? Where is your body? Where's your heart in that? Uh, And just because we can, with our modern abilities, be out there exerting ourselves, it doesn't necessarily mean that we are supposed to, nor that it's what you need to be doing, because this might be a call for you to go inward, to slow down, to practice frugality with your energy, with your time, with your relationships, with everything. taking a cue from nature and, um, you know, as we talked about in, uh, I think it was the fall, the fall equinox. We talked about, um, you know, going into a time where, I mean, it was the end of summer, I think, getting in summer into fall, realizing that everything we, all the potentials that we put out there, not all of them are going to come to fruition, not all of them are actually going to create concrete results, right? And so this is a time where Uh, We've collected what we can collect it for the year and the practice of frugality, the the practice of of being efficient, living off of what we have, living off of what we have, conservation. These are all really aligned principles and values with uh, the winter solstice. It's also a time a lot of different uh, spiritual connotations speak to the death. The idea of death in the winter solstice and how much does die back in the winter. And looking within ourselves to see what needs to die off. You know, again, not everything that we planted in the springtime made it through the summer and not everything that grew in the summer actually produced something harvestable, right? So there's all this potential at the beginning of the year, and it's winnowed down to actual results by this time of year. So we take our actual results and we, we're we wise with them, we're responsible with them, and we let the rest go. We let the dead be dead. There's nothing to go back out there and get. Uh, nothing's gonna grow right now. So we have what we have. So you could say that winter and the idea of of the death is a more, uh, it's just more of a concrete idea. It's not as perhaps as spiritual or conceptual as some of the other um, equinoxes and solstices uh, can be read into. But here's what's interesting, right? Because we're heading into winter if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. But the actual day of solstice, you know, the shortest day of the year, longest night of the year, as we head into winter, the days are actually getting longer. Right? The earth is slowly, very slowly starting to tip back towards the sun, even as we go into winter. That is the interesting, uh, uh, you know, it's almost like the, 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 the yin-yang, uh, the symbol of the yin-yang with the, the dot in each of the the haves, this idea that nothing is only just the one thing, there's there's always a balance. So even as we head into this uh, time of cold and the winter, you know, three months of winter where uh, we can't plant, we can't grow, it's difficult to be out doing things, Um, we're we're fighting to conserve our energy, fighting to conserve our warmth. Um, If you're, you know, live in snowy places, uh, there's just a lot of work to get anything done. And there's no there's no harvest from that work. This is just expenditures, right? So we wanna maintain our energy for those expenditures because there's no return on them at this time of year. It's very finite, very depleting. The stores will run low as the winter continues. But that's just the interesting thing is as the winter actually builds as we head into winter, we are also heading into spring because the days actually get longer through winter, which I find very, very fascinating to think about. You'd think that the days would get shorter through winter then maybe somewhere through like midwinter or even late winters is when we would hit something like the idea of a solstice, you know, the apex, the high point of winter when things would change. That's actually not the case. The beginning of winter is actually when that happens. So there's hope, there's hope in there, right? And there's that little inkling of, if we do what we need to, if we we fight the good fight and we contend with the difficulties and challenges of this time of year, um, the promise that we live to see another spring and to all the potential that comes with spring and the ease and uh, the synchronicity and the support of all of nature around us to help us um, go after those potentials are on the way just a few months away so how do we best use this kind of time this kind of energy this kind of concept in the winter well as we talked about rest is a big one right naturally it's dark outside early doesn't get light out in the morning very early and uh it's a great time to just give your body rest give your body rest i'm pretty sure everybody out there that i know needs rest we're all working pretty hard we use our you know we have all this technology but we made all this technology so that we could do more that's the essence of it right the only reason we made technology is so that we can do more faster that's the truth a lot of people think like technology makes our life easier and is supposed to um, be more efficient. But uh, if you actually kind of look at how we use our technology, that's not really. We don't. We don't back off. We don't let the technology do the work for us. We let the technology do some of the work so that we can do more work. Do more looking at that idea and asking ourselves while we you know do I do I need to do more should I do more in this time where everything else on this planet is doing less at least in the the northern hemisphere again and what would that look like how could that be a gift to yourself to restore a bit more of a of an oscillating, you know, in breath, out breath, that's more aligned with how the the rest of the you know the planet works, with the cycles of the seasons. And to just track that, what would that look like to uh, to hibernate a little bit, to really go inwards, to say no to certain things. Uh, I know it's going to be hard until the holidays pass because the holidays are, you know, huge rush to kind of wrap up the rest of the year. But getting into like January, February, early March, uh, heading towards spring solstice, um, just looking at that as an opportunity to do it differently. And just experiment, making some lists or looking at the things that you want to say yes to, or ordinarily would say yes to, and find a few that you say no to, right? And creating those little pockets of time and using those pockets of time to then do what everything else in nature is doing, which is to go inwards, to do inventory, to let things die, to let things die back, like trees let all their leaves go. They trust and believe, in the seasons, enough to put all their, you know, to let go of all the investment they've made, all the energy they put into building, all that time. They trust and they let it go. And I think that's something important to think about too, is how little we as humans are, uh, tend to let go. I just recently moved out of the yurt I was living in, and I was actually kind of surprised about how much stuff... I still had in that small yurt, even though I I downsized before I moved into it. And I downsized again. As I moved out of that yurt, I got rid of more stuff. And I'm taking a cue from nature. It was such a perfectly timed move, to move out just before winter set in, and to let go of, I think you know, I left a lot of things behind. I gave a lot of things away. I took a lot of things to, to um, to thrift stores, and to trust and believe that when the new spark of potential happens and the spring externally on the planet and the spring within me, that I will have what I need to regenerate and recreate and become abundant once again, that I don't need to take everything with me all the time. And in fact, it's healthy. It's healthy to let go, to let things die. We talked a little bit about, about this, uh, either, either the spring, spring equinox or summer solstice. About you know, not trying to yeah, uh, you know, letting let you know every every seed you plant in the spring could potentially you know produce, but they don't always do. And at some point, you have to let the ones that don't sprout go, and commit your time and energy to the ones that are living. So in that same way, coming to the end of the year, it's letting it all go. Whatever that looks like to you. Visions, dreams, hopes, relationships, patterns, behaviors, obligations. Uh, You can just make a list. And then comes the opportunity to do that internal work and to do that thing that humans do so well, which is to create ceremony and, and ritual in a way to acknowledge these conscious, decisive choices you're making about who you are and how you live your life. And what does it mean to be a, a being who was created by this earth and has been on this earth for hundreds of thousands of years, physically operating within its cycles to you know, be in this time where we are psychologically and spiritually at a very high peak to then psychologically and spiritually adhere to those cycles as well not just physically i do feel that is a big part of the work that i'm doing and uh, i really think it's beneficial for any human to look at the opportunity that we have in this day and age to bring our spiritual psychological selves to hone in to the patterns of nature, not just the physical one. So on the medicine wheel, which is uh, the tool that I use the most to kind of model my life after and to track my life, uh, it's called the giveaway. Right in the north, north is winter, it's the elder, And while you may not physically be an elder, coming around to a full cycle, thinking at the beginning of 2022, when we weren't sure what the year was gonna hold, you know, babes in the year, and then coming all the way around, harvesting what we've harvested from the summer in our lives, um, and coming to this time of year, you know, ending it with the giving season, the gifting season, and knowing that uh, we've been supported the whole way, you know, if we've had some kind of abundance or good returns on our efforts this year, it's because we had support. And so, having that elder I, that elder concept in us of of giving away, it's time to give away things. Letting again, it's that letting go. Can't take it with you. What was 2022's can I be taken into 2023? So, what that means to you conceptually is another a great thing to ponder for a while figure out what that might be, to let go of. Um, On some medicine wheels, the animal of the North is the buffalo, and that was an important animal because for the Plains Indians especially, that was the animal that they were able to uh, pretty much utilize every every part of that animal. They They didn't just harvest it for the meat or just for the hide. They used the bones for tools, they used the sinew for sewing and for bow making. They used the fats uh, to tan their hides, and uh, uh, and of course they made you know the meat. Of course, the jerky and oh my goodness, they you know a lot. They made their clothes with the or the um, a lot of the hides were used to make the teepee. And uh, so again, thinking about like just what. Is there anything else anything left to give is there anything left oh my gosh sorry the the cold is making my lips a little uh stiff is there anything left to give of yourself before the end of this season is there anything left to give before you die before you let go of this year before you let go of And again, to me, psychologically, I'm thinking about, you know, my perception of the world and the time and the society and the culture I live in are all relevant only to the the most recent past. And if I want to fully be available to embrace and step fully into the future without any preconceived notions, or uh, good expectations or bad expectations, then the Sean that is present right now, who's operating primarily on past experience, primarily from the last you know few months, or across the entirety of this year. Then I just need to let it go. To die to it, to let that Sean die, let that Sean of 2022 die. Spiritually, mentally, physically. Well, not physically like I'm going to kill myself, but you know, taking inventory of our physicalness, um, the concrete world, and what isn't serving there either. One of the hardest things to uh, to move and adjust to. And uh, as we talked about in a few of the other recordings as well, um, we can use this amazing ability we have of creativity and imagination to find a way to, if you you got something from this uh, share today, then you can take your creativity, your imagination, you can make something for yourself. You can do something to symbolize how you're gonna take this in and and act on the information, act on uh, any kind of, inspiration or conviction that you are getting hip to and, and listening to this so you know a lot of low-hanging fruits out there Light, you know f- lighting a candle such an easy one um, on the actual solstice night it's, it's gonna be cold but you know watch the sunset right that's the final sunset of the year celestially speaking i know on the calendar we don't mark it till uh, december 31st but that last sunset on the 21st it's the last sunset seasonally of this year or you could watch the sun rise on that fourth morning right because the the next three days after the you know the solstice and the two days after the sun doesn't go any higher mid you know in the midday horizon so that fourth day making a point of watching the sunrise and to know that that sun that is the first sun of the new year and to feel that uh that little tickle of spring that that thread of hope and potential that is buried deep within us, that little seed that is just waiting, just going to hunker down and wait, take care of itself and stay protected and maintain this energy until spring comes where it can actually put down a root and throw up a shoot and get on with the business of creation. can write a list of all the things you're letting go of. You can burn that in a fire. You can bury it. You can invite a few friends over and, and do this together on solstice night, right? So uh, there's a tons of stuff out there. Um, just jump on the web and you'll find all kinds of ways, creative ways, to to mark this time. So I really invite you to do that and the last thing i'll leave you with is um you know one of the a lot of different cultures celebrated this time of year in one way or or another um the one that really resonates with me the most is yule right so the time of yule begins on the 21st it goes through the 24th and uh in that in that story the basic telling is that uh, Yule is the time when the Dark Mother releases her grip so that the Sun King can begin his reascendance. And I find that really uh, exciting. As, as a male, I resonate to the King energy and that idea. I shared in one of my earlier podcasts about an experience I had with uh, being kinged. And, uh, marrying mother earth and so again this is there's that idea that even as winter is setting in um, it signals the move towards spring so i'll leave you with that thank you for tuning in and i'll see you next time All right, well there you have it, folks. Winter Solstice 2022. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do hope uh, something in there caught your hearts, caught your uh, caught your inspiration, and uh, gave you something to think about or act on, which I hope you uh, take the initiative to do. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks for, again for listening. Appreciate the feedback that comes in once in a while, and as always, super appreciative. For to Jetty Azuma for starting Rising Man and and asking me to come on board and and help spread the good word. And a big shout out to Mark and Julian who are also two men in this community who take care of all the digital aspects of things, including producing this podcast and making it sound great, so thanks to them. And uh, yeah, I uh, really wish you all uh, just blessings and holiday cheer and good family and community time and time with yourself as we wind down 2022 heading into the holidays. Um, That's it folks. It's been a great year. I really appreciate um, having the opportunity and the technology to uh, share what's on my heart and what excites me and inspires me about nature and our planets. And um, yeah, if you're you're just tuning in for the first time or a regular listener, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I really do hope something touched you and and you can take that with you. So until next time, until 2023, uh, have a beautiful, safe, uh, loving holiday season with family, friends, with yourself. Uh, do find some time for yourself. Take that initiative to, to wind down for the solstice and to uh, take stock you know, of where you're headed and to, um, yeah, slow down just a hair. Slow down just a hair remember, you can find out who you are inside by getting outside. And for everything else, Rising Man, head on over to risingman.org, check out the programs, and uh, I'll see you in the new year.